0: If you are lost and you're searching and you're trying to figure out, like, what am I here for? I think, you know, you're looking for wisdom and insight and understanding into your life, right? Mm -hmm. Well, the beginning of wisdom is... Welcome to Own the Future, a podcast made for and by changemakers, where we gain the courage to own our stories, the freedom to own our craft, and the power to own the future. I am your well, I am your guest today, still Lucas Grobot, and we are joined by Abdullah Ma'auli from True Story Tent, where Abdullah gets to ask me the questions. If you have not listened to part one of this series, three part series, I highly suggest. You go back and listen to part one, as there's a lot of things in there that are needed to make sense of part two. Without any further ado, here is part two of three of this series with Abdullah and I. Brands bring people into that purpose. They help people Mm -hmm. find and discover their purpose. Why? So, why? Because what else is there in life? What do you mean, man? (laughs) What do you mean? So why, why do I want, why is purpose so important? Why is it important to you that
1: people find their purpose?
0: Because in you, Abdullah, you, you have something that I need in order to be successful. I might not know what it is. You might not know what it is. But in, like my, like the more that I, the older, and I'm not old, I'm only 33, the older that I get, the more that I realize that there is something in you that I need to be successful, that the world needs to be successful,
1: hmm.
0: right? I mean, and I've said this before, like the fact that we're sitting here and that someone out there is listening on the internet, there is a 10,000 layers of people giving something to society that's enabling you and I to be successful right now. The internet. Mm -hmm. I needed the internet to be successful. Electricity. An airplane. A microphone. Mm -hmm. Running water. Vaccines. Right. All those things enable me to be successful as an individual. So what contribution do you have to the world? Even if you're like, we needed our moms to be successful. We needed our dads to be successful. We needed our friends to be successful. Our success is from this ecosystem. And so if I can help people step into their purpose, because I mean, I I'm I feel like I'm pretty clear on my purpose. I'm pretty clear on my identity. I feel like I have that, that solidified in so many ways. But there's days where I'm like, what the heck am I doing? Yeah. What, like, why? Like, why am I doing this? Like, what's, I should just get, like, Forget being a freelancer or an entrepreneur or whatever, small business owner. Forget about that. I'm just going to work at Sierra. Like I'm just going to work at Lulu. Yeah,
1: hell, live in a cave and, t- and wait till it ends. You know what I mean? But why not do that? Why does it matter to for you to f- help people find their purpose? Like, because, a lot of, a lot of people live a purposeless life.
0: And it's so sad. It, sad to like it could bring me to like to think of like right the number of be- the number the number of graveyards that you can go look at
1: that's the majority with buried dreams it's a much ma- sadly the majority of
0: people but it's not our destiny it's not what we're called to it's not what we were placed on this earth it's not why we were born we were not born to just exist and die like we were we're actually we're born with things that were in us creativity whatever expression that looks like whether you're a heart surgeon or a tax accountant like we were born to live and walk something out says who i mean that that then goes into the, like this massive question of faith the existential god um and you know I talk about that in in that series the sacred space like what you believe about the sacred space defines everything else in your life so there was a, uh, an, argu- an argument, but someone posted something witty on LinkedIn. I don't follow them, but, you know, someone likes it and someone else likes it and it comes up on your feed, right? Mm-hmm. And it was this whole thing of, like, brands don't have any purpose. We're all just floating on a rock through space because of evolution and, you know, this whole thing, like, th- so there's no purpose. So th- if there is a purpose, like, the only thing that brands can do is, you know, be ethical. I'm like, wait a minute. If there is such a thing as ethics... If there is such a thing as ethics, that there's actually right and wrong, then that means that there is some sort of meaning to life, some sort of purpose to our existence. Or else it's chaos. O- otherwise, it's chaos. And if so, it's if, like Joker movie. Yeah. If I believe, <laughs> if I believe that, if I believe that everything just kind of spun out of like nothingness and chaos, and we're just like, you know apes roaming around, mm. then like, well, what does it matter if I kill people? It, it's all, it's all nihilism. It's all going to, they're all going to die anyways. Like who cares? Right. But the fact that we know that that's wrong points to the fact that, well, there must be some, there, there must be some value in human life.
1: Mm-hmm. And if
0: there is some value in it, then there's purpose in it. Mm-hmm. Even if that purpose is just to enjoy one another in a relationship to, to laugh and to be with our kids. Is that not enough? It is enough.
1: So it doesn't have to be a grand purpose not. of changing other humans' I, lives. And that's
0: why, I, like we started in this conversation, Mother? With the moms. Right. Because this is the thing if you draw this equation, mm-hmm. and I have done this in my life, I've, I have had an algorithm in my life of saying, okay, well, man, Elon Musk, wow. He's really changing the world. He must be really successful. Wow, look at this person who's Oprah. I mean, look at the influence and impact that she's had. So now all of a sudden, not everyone can be successful. Yeah. Not everyone can have, you know, there's it's a, a hierarchy. High bar. And, you know, only the one of the one of the one of the 1% will actually be successful, will mm. actually find their purpose. You have to be famous. You have to be well known. You have to be rich. You have to—if that's what success is, and that's what purpose is—then, mm-hmm. well, what happens to the the mom who's going, growing, like, who's in China among like the Uyghur people, mm-hmm. and you know, sh- she's living in a hut, and maybe she has a smartphone, but really, she's just raising her kids. Like, right? She has value. Absolutely. She has purpose. And so if we're defining purpose based off of these, you know, I, I I I I think Um capitalism has done an incredible, incredible thing for the world globally. The ratchet of capitalism, of the slow improvement, has pulled millions of people out of poverty and has extended their lifespan by a lot. But if we then translate Capitalism to our value and our purpose in saying you are only valuable, you are only purposeful, you are only contributed to society if you're bringing in a GDP if you're bringing in finance, well then the system's broken, mm-hmm. and that's not where purpose comes from purpose does not come from what you do but it becomes comes from who you were created to be and stepping into that place of knowing you know that's why it's weaver and loom and the and the irony with Own the Future and Weaver and Loom is that the weaver and the loom, it's talking about ancient mythology, where it's fate that wove your destiny, where it's the gods that wove on a loom. So whenever you see a weaver in a loom, it's always talking about fate. It's always talking about destiny. And so there's this kind of double entendre, you know, for lack of a better word, where it's. It's saying we are weaving our fate. We are weaving our destiny, but it's actually already been woven. Like there's actually there's actually we're part of a bigger tapestry and we're just a few threads in it. And we can choose to step into that and weave that and write that and agree with that. Or we can choose not to. But this is this is where it gets complicated. This is all
1: an assumption that it's clear to you what your fate is or what your destiny I don't is. think it's clear. And, no, I mean, maybe that's not fate or destiny is the word I'm using, but maybe it's clear to you what steps you need to take. And, and I don't and, think I don't think it's clear because at, at least f- like maybe we can boil it down to a couple of things that help you navigate what you should be doing. Less if you are born with a specific skill that, you know, you're better than other people at doing, then perhaps that could lead the way towards like maybe this is how I could contribute to perhaps. society. Perhaps. That's perhaps. One, that's one way. Majority situation isn't like that. There are lots of people who are not married, don't have kids. So it's not like they have to take care of a family or anything, especially in this middle age, modern day society that we live. Yeah. They don't have a skill that they're particularly good at and they're lost. And so when you say follow your destiny or follow, what does that mean? You know what (laughs) I mean? What does it it mean to them?
0: And that's what I was. Yeah. What does that mean? Um, Let me just make it clear. Yeah, I feel like at least
1: it's for me, just to clarify for myself, I feel like the path forward is I, I, is a little clearer to, to me compared to a lot of people that I know where it's very unclear. Like even if you want to help them, like I don't know because it's so unclear what finding a purpose means to them. So what does it mean to the majority of people, maybe who are not listening to this podcast? I think a lot of people who listen to this
0: podcast would be, are perhaps they have, uh, but, s- so but, I think even you and I, who yeah. you said that you're, you know what no, it is, I but, I, but I just, I don't know. I don't know, but I, I feel don't like know either. I, I kind of, yeah, yeah. And I think, you know, through asking the question, hmm. it's a question that's important and trying to live out that question, seek out that answer to seek out wisdom. And I talk about this. So many people are trying to seek out happiness, thinking that, well, my, if I'm happy, then I'm, if I'm happy. I need to be happy. I totally agree with you. I heard that. Like, it's not, that's the wrong question to be asking.
1: I totally agree with that.
0: It's well, what, like, because wisdom, if you pursue wisdom and truth, if you pursue wisdom and truth, with it comes wealth, comes long life, and comes happiness. But if you pursue happiness, oftentimes our algorithm happiness is off and it looks like temporary pleasure. So when people start pursuing happiness, they're pursuing Pleasure, and with that, become comes a negative spiral where you begin to make poor decisions based on what feels good in the moment, which will end up with really bad long term effects for your life. So you're just the mere act of my seeking. I'm saying you need to be a per- like everything that I'm doing. I'm not. I don't have answers. I'm not looking to give people answers. I'm saying, ask questions. Right. Ask questions. But the, the knowledge of the universe is so vast and it's you
1: may not have the answers, or, but you have somewhat of a, a path. The path might be unclear, filled with bushes and like, is that really a path? Is it not a path? But it kind of looks like a path that I'm going to walk down for a while and see where this takes me. Mm-hmm. You have that sense at least. At the very least. I mean, that would be an (laughs) under-exaggeration. Right. But at the very least, I feel like for me, same. I kind of, there is this path, but some people, they're like in the middle of a jungle, there is no path. Where do I go? I go, do I ask questions back there or do I ask questions? And that's where it goes
0: back to the sacred space, right? What is is that? The sacred space is what, you know, I talked about on the the gates, you know, defend your gates, um, build your walls, defend your gates. And part of what happened in the gates of a city was a sacred space, which speaks to what, where, what do you believe the origin of all this comes from? Where does it all come from? Where did it all start? What is, how did we end up here? Was it some evolutionary, you know, Darwin process, which, by the way, has led to the destruction of the environment? Darwinism has led, led to the destruction of the environment, or whoa, 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 whoa. yeah, you need to no, clarify so, so, on that. So, the the you know the environment has is been destroyed because we have adopted Darwinistic thoughts, which is the survival of the fittest, fittest, right? So then all all of a sudden we have humans that are believing it's not a responsibility to take care of the The world because it's all chaos, anyways. There is no purpose. We're just, it's just nature duking itself out. And because of that, it has led to corporations and people and governments and people doing what can get them ahead fastest rather than being held to a higher standard. Uh, it was a, poor, a, a poor, But that's a that's a huge leap, man. It's it's a huge. Smarter ge- people than I have articulated it better than I have done. But
1: it's it's saying that people. Who, it's almost saying that if you are not religious, then you're likely to
0: do harm, while religious people don't. Mm, that's kind I mean, of what it I sounds to I can see that me. leap, and I'm definitely not saying that. And, and I wasn't saying, I was saying that Darwinistic ideologies. W- Notice, I didn't mm-hmm. say non-religious ideologies. Because right. you can be non-religious, and I mean, there's how many people out there like, yeah, I mean, you know, I'm I'm not religious, but I'm spiritual, and I know there's some God out there, you know, that whole evolution thing, eh, I don't know, I mean, maybe parts of it, but, you know, and even, even all the evolutionary theory, it all comes back to, there was some event that happened, some big bang, but we don't know what caused it, but something had to have caused it. Mm-hmm right so even so there was this funny meme the other day where it's like darwin and all these other guys climb up to the side of the mount like this cliff and they get up on top of the cliff and there's all like the major religious leaders and like what? they're like welcome it's like <laughs> all right so it's like the science science has done all this work to try to like find out you know where it all started and they get back just to where all the faiths have been so anyways I, we're. Dig, I yeah. I digressed us from the I think, conversation. I
1: think I, I I encouraged
0: that. Yeah, you did. <laughs> um. So now I'm I'm lost my train of thought. So back to um. What was the question? That's a good question. <laughs> well, you're... oh it goes back to the sacred space. Yeah, so, absolutely. So what we believe about where we come from and where we're going, our faith. Mm. What What is, you know, the divine's interaction with the world? How does he position or she or it, God, Allah? how How is that positioned in the world? What's its interaction with us? Mm-hmm. That defines how we live. I believe that, and I talked about this at True Story Tent. Okay. I talked about it on your show. A lot of
1: people who are listening to this didn't listen to that episode. So you can right. go and
0: repeat it. Which is... I believe that God is intimately and actively involved in our lives. He wants to be. Right. Right. And so with that, right, I believe like there is a there is a verse that says, you know, a voice will be behind you that tells you to the left or the right It will tell you where to go. It will lead you and you will guide you. So it goes right back to the dream. Yeah. I knew we were going to get back here. Yeah, I knew You it. did a great job at architecting this <laughs> this episode to bring it right back here. Swinged it. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> so, right, it comes all the way back to that of, you know, I am, I am just as blind as anyone else is in navigating my purpose, my destiny, my worth, my value, but I have, I have a relationship in a communion, for lack of a better word, um, that is back and forth where I am not—I have submitted my decision-making to a higher power, to God, where I believe—I say, like, you know, I actually—you know, when I was in high school—I'll tell this story. When I was in high school, I had this very, very clear moment. I was walking to algebra class, and I remember thinking— I'm not happy. I'm not happy. I wanna do whatever I can do to become happy. And I remember just in that moment, like I said in my head or out loud or talking to God, I said, you know what, God, you don't make me happy. I'm I'm unhappy. I'm depressed. I'm gonna go and do what makes me happy. I made a deliberate decision and said, I know what's best for my life. Guess what happened? What what was the next four or five years of my life like? What do you think?
1: Was it with the aid of God or without?
0: No, when, when I, when, just think what, if I also made a deliberate decision in my life, I, I, I want to be happy. What do you think the ramifications over the next four or five years would be? Well, if you just said, I want to be happy, probably gonna, gonna seek pleasure. Gonna seek pleasure. Yeah. And that's what I did. Yeah. And guess what the byproduct of that was? Uh, Depression. Yeah. Suicidal thoughts. It could be so much worse. yeah. Right? Yeah. Self-hatred. Hatred Mm. Hatred of others. Uh, Mean. Like, I hated everything. It got worse and worse and worse. And one day I woke up and like, wait a minute, this is not working. I decided I wanted to be happy. And I started to do things that made me happy. I started to pursue pleasure. Mm Mm-hmm. Instead of being led by the divine, and it led me in the, the exact opposite place I wanted to go. So I said, you know what, Khalas, you know, I'm gonna lay down my will, and I'm gonna submit my life to be led by by the voice of God rather than by my own desires, it's because true. I believe I believe God exists outside of time, and so. He, he, I believe that we were all knit and created in our mother's womb. And so he can lead and guide me to where he wants to lead me and guide me if I'm willing to follow.
1: Is but, that a prerequisite to achieve your destiny or purpose or to find meaning in your life? Is it a prerequisite that you believe in a divine power? Do you think that's a must? That's uh, Is
0: there no other path? I'm not quite sure how to answer that question as I think it's a really loaded question, and I feel like if I answered it either way um i wouldn't I wouldn't be able to do the question justice. I think I would say this um, I don't live in in areas I do, which are areas that are I need to work on areas that in my life that are unhealthy, that are not fully healed, that are not fully you know, what they should be. But I'm not living my life looking for affirmation. I'm not living to try to find a status symbol. I'm not looking to define my life based on, you know, I'm not I'm not searching for meaning, right? I'm not acting in the world so that I can gain value. But I know or gain love or gain affirmation. It's, I'm operating in the world knowing that I'm already loved. I already have value. I already have purpose. I already have destiny. And it's not tied necessarily to my actions, but it's tied to my identity. Huh. That because, because of what I believe of the divine and of God, that, that he has spoken and given me my identity, and it's not based on my merit Right. I my my identity is and my value, my worth is actually not based on my merit, quite the opposite. I believe that my merit is like trash, like my my the greatest I can do on a good day is like crap. So I recognize, okay, it's not based on my merit. My merit sucks like flawed crap as opposed to what? As a, opposed to the divine, as, oh. as like as oh. my, right? Anyone, anything. anyone, right? If you're gonna compare but, but, it to the divine, so then, so then, so then, when you're when you when you're comparing it to the divine, but then here's the thing with all, and, and I don't want to use the word religions, you know, with carbon credit, reducing your carbon footprint, with uh, humanism, and trying to be a good person, you're gonna do more good than more bad. That's all based on. Okay, can you build credit and merit for you as an individual in your life? Can like what is your merit? How do you measure up on on the scale of the world? Mm -hmm. And so actually what I believe is that actually I can never and we've had this conversation before. I can never do enough. I can and any of my attempts would be completely and utterly feeble to outweigh the the chaos and the pain that I've caused in other people in my life. I could never, I could never get to zero on the merit scale because every day I'm I'm screwing up. Every day I'm failing. Every day I'm hurting people. How can I ever repay that? So it's coming from the place of knowing my merit sucks. But then I've been given, I've been given an identity, I've been given forgiveness, I've been given a merit and an identity that is not of my own. And so no longer do I have to try to operate to earn something. Mm-hmm. But I'm operating out of the place of I've already been given something and I'm walking that out in the earth. Right. So I'm no longer performing. I'm hesitant to pursue this path of questioning, to be
1: honest. This it's starting to feel Christian. <laughs> it is Christian. Yeah. yeah. It's full, yeah. I yeah, mean, but it but is because the, if I pursue this line of questioning, now it's not the where t- now I'm gaining into the the core of Christianity here. And I'm not sure if, um, well, you're the if, one running if, this. Yeah, interview. I know, I know. I noticed, I noticed where I, I felt where this is going, which is intriguing, but no, no, it's very I very Christian, it, it is, but I'm not sure for the, the set or, or this episode. I feel like this is a whole different world. Because I have this curiosity, there's a lot of questions I want to go into just based on what you're saying, but maybe I want to pull back a a little. Let's talk about those dreams.
0: Yeah. Do you think those dreams are a message? Um, I think you said you wanted to pull back out of Christian, <laughs> but sorry, you're diving right back in. Um, so I don't know how that's really pulling it's, out.
1: It's okay. So, no, I mean it's one thing about talking. You know, about, bo- yeah. You know,
0: okay. you know, it, Islamic faith believes this. Um, probably. You know, Judaism believes this. Um, probably most of the monotheistic faiths believe this. So I don't think this is expressly what I'm about to say is expressly expressly Christian, mm-hmm. but we, you know. You and I, we believe, um, the the Abrahamic faiths believe that God speaks to people through dreams. And oftentimes when you look at the holy scriptures, you see that someone had a vision in the night. What's a vision in the night? It is a dream, right? So oftentimes the divine God um, is communicating and leading and guiding people through dreams. Now, at the same time, there is you know, there's evidence to say that, well, also, there's many people who are just led by their dreams, and it's actually not from the divine. The source isn't pure, and that there's a mixture in that source. So it's hard to say is, are all dreams from the divine? No. My, sometimes, you know, there are nightmares. Those are not from, from God. I think that's a, a sign of, you know, some sort of uh, oppression or pain, brokenness um, in life. So I'm not saying that all dreams are, um, but I think some dreams are.
1: I think the way I see dreams for me, um, I'm curious what you think of this.
0: Is um, How about this? I'll, let me tell you, before you ask that question. Okay. So this last couple of weeks ago, I had this dream. I had a dream that um, I was at the airport. I was supposed to fly somewhere. And I get to the check-in counter and I don't have my passport. I'm searching for my, I can't find it, can't find my passport anywhere, can't find my Emirates ID. I'm trying to pull it up on the phone to to show the flight attendant maybe like they'll let me fly without my passport. My passport's 40 minutes away at home. I can't go back and get my passport and come back to make it on time, Mm -hmm. right? So I'm like, what do I do? I'm like freaking out. I'm going to miss my flight. And then... In the dream, I don't know if whether I prayed in the dream or what happened, but all of a sudden I reached and there my passport and Emirates ID was in my back pocket and I broke down weeping at the, at the front desk, like at the, the ticket counter. Mm-hmm. I started bawling because like all that stress and anxiety of like, what's my identity? Wow. Where's my identity? Wow. Who am I? I've like, I've lost, like I'm searching for, I've lost my identity in order to go on to the next stage of life. Where is it? Oh, all of a sudden it's given to me in my back pocket. Now get, this is the crazy thing. Mm -hmm. We went to, my wife and I, we went to the embassy last week to get um, our latest, youngest son's passport. I lost my passport (laughs) in the embassy, praise God but for for two like i've never lost my passport before
1: lost it twice <laughs>
0: like we left a folder with all of our documents all of our paperwork in the in the consulate mm. came home the next day looking all over like frantic looking calling the the taxi like right and so like that dream to me it's like okay that was a significant dream not only was it a significant dream that happened in a dream but then in in a way, it actually manifested in the natural. Right. The way I, I could po- possibly see this story, and
1: it's the way that I generally think of dreams, is your brain
0: does a lot of work in its subconscious. 100%. Right? You. You're, and normally, I chalk dreams up to that. But then there's some dreams yeah. that have a different um, quality to them where I know that it's not just a dream. It's not just my subconscious, but there is... There's a different source because the way you explained that dream, about, like how
1: it relates back to your identity, it sounds like your subconscious talking to me. Now, completely. The, now, the fact that you actually lost your
0: passport after that, yeah, possibly it could be. So yeah, is it coincidence? Or it could be a self-fulfilling, like, <laughs> you, the, you know Is what I mean? Is it a self-fulfilling? And so, and that's that's the thing. You could read it in different ways. Yeah. For me, it's it's because it's, it's, I am attuned to the spiritual realm, yeah. because I'm attuned to my dream life, mm-hmm. right? Because I know, like, I have that that sensation. Like, when I woke up from that, I was like, it was so real. Mm. It was like, no, this this was a significant dream. And yes, like, I, it was probably tied to my subconscious. I was journaling and writing about that the night before, you know, asking, seeking wisdom. And this is the thing, when you ask, if you doubt, then you're double minded and you're not going to receive anything. Mm. But if you if you're asking with faith, believing that you're gonna get what you ask for. So then when you receive what you ask for, don't don't dismiss it and discount it.
1: How do you explain these brilliant Brilliant contributors to to mankind, who did not believe in anything beyond their death. How how did they like do it? Then which people
0: specifically? Uh, it's irregardless. Yeah, I mean, some 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 people. You cannot
1: say they don't exist.
0: They're, yeah, they're, no, no they're I know they exist. Yeah. I was gonna say like, there's some people that didn't believe in anything beyond death, and they actually didn't. They didn't contribute something positive to right. this world. But there's a lot of artists who who have. And so that's where I say, you know, but I, I understand a, the arguments of the gifts of God, as they say, the gifts mm-hmm. of God are irrevocable, which means, and there's a verse that that says that God sends the rain on both the righteous and the wicked, mm-hmm. that God is kind and merciful and loving to the wicked, and then it goes on to say, so be perfect as God is perfect, meaning, be merciful and kind to wicked people in your life because God's merciful and gives good gifts to wicked people. I mean, I'm talking about real like evil mass murderers, like human traffickers, corrupt people, like he's generous and kind to them. So you do not, you do not need to, you know, have some sort of like faith in the divine to be able to do great and amazing things in this world. Mm -hmm. So now You just answered the
1: question that you couldn't answer Earlier on When I asked you do you need faith To be able to find meaning and purpose I never said
0: that you necessarily found meaning and purpose Because so many of those people that you said Were nihilists are actually Or existentialists are actually going through this world A lot of Flooded with Hmm. uh, Flooded with anxiety and, And existentialism actually embraces that anxiety Believing that they are the masters of their own destiny, and the music that they are listening to on the way out of the door will affect the rest of their life. And mm. so they're riddled and wrote with anxiety or you know, nihilism, you know, with depression and hopelessness, and they're going through this world with actually, okay, they're they're contributing to society, but they don't have an interior, they're not rooted and grounded interior in the mm. interior world. In who they are. In, so you can do peace.
1: amazing, great things for mankind and, and humanity. Sure, why not? But have
0: no meaning and purpose. And I, I wouldn't necessarily say no meaning and purpose because I, you know, I don't know all these people. I'm sure they actually believe that they, they know what maybe there's probably a lot of people who say, well, I know my, what my purpose is. I'm no way am I putting words in someone's mouth saying you, you don't know what your purpose is, or you you, you don't you don't, God, or I'm you don't know what your purpose <laughs> is. You don't you don't have meaning. I'm not saying that. Okay. I'm so I'm not I'm not being dogmatic and saying like, hey, if you don't have this this one thing, mm-hmm. that you can't possibly know what your meaning or purpose is, or you can't possibly do great and amazing things in this world. Mm-hmm. Not saying that at all. I mean, you even look at you know King Cyrus who he wrote the first. Human Bill of Rights, three thousand years ago, two three thousand years ago.
1: Who was I? Don't know who this
0: Cyrus it. was. A an ancient Babylonian king, mm. you know, for sure. Like pagan craziness, like to the max. Mm. We wrote the first human Bill of Rights, right? So, so I'm I'm not saying it, and that's why that's, it's so nuanced, um. But I think there is there's still a source that comes that all comes from. And I think so many of us are going through life trying to achieve to fill that hole, to achieve, to fill that that question of who am I? You know, what is my worth? What is my value? And we, we begin to work. For that value and work in the earth, rather than working from that value and worth worth in the earth.
1: Right. So, I know. I, I know it's um, may, it might not make sense to try to summarize such a complicated uh, topic, but um, I'm, I'm. It's the question I asked earlier, which this we 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 went through a whole a whole a whole conversation based on this one question I asked earlier. There are people who are lost. Who cannot see that even a vague path of what knowledge they should pursue and your answer to that is to seek the source
0: yeah of course and the source is the divine yeah the, the beginning like you know and again this is all all of the three um, monotheistic uh, he uh, Abrahamic faiths would believe in this verse, which is, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of all wisdom. The fear of God is the beginning of all wisdom. Now when I say fear of God, I don't mean like you're petrified of him, but it's more the awe and reverence of the divine. That is the beginning of wisdom because just as gravity is the law of nature, mm-hmm. right? There are morals that are laws of nature, right? And so with that, I would say, yes, if you are lost and you're searching and you're trying to figure out, like, what am I here for? I think, you know, you, you're looking for wisdom and insight and understanding into your life, right? Mm-hmm. Well, the beginning of wisdom is, you know, fearing God, like having an awe and a reverence and this beautiful kind of respect for God. And then get wisdom. So within with that, it's like, okay, I'm going to search out, I'm going to seek out, I'm going to search for and find wisdom. Because with wisdom comes what we're looking for. We're all looking for wealth. We're all looking for a long life. We're all looking for happiness. But if you search, if you pursue any one of these three things, you're going to lose on one point in some way or another. But if you pursue wisdom you won't lose because with it, wisdom, she endows her children with wealth, with long life, and with happiness. That's what wisdom endows her children with. I think I've done a pretty
1: good job yeah. leaving my own, uh, what I believe out of this, but uh, I'll just say it now. I totally agree with what Oh, yeah. Said. <laughs> this it was very one-sided. Yeah. Like You're asking crazy questions. What do you believe? <laughs> Pull your side into it. uh, First, can I ask how long have we been recording? About
0: an hour and forty. Wow. What's your
1: longest episode?
0: Uh, two and a half maybe. Ooh,
1: (laughs) challenge accepted. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I feel like it. We at least need to. There needs to be a context for this episode, and so it makes a lot of sense that it is about you and your belief and where you're coming from and your ideologies. Mm. Maybe if we're in the future, when True Story Tent is bigger and I'm doing uh, bigger things, we can come and talk more about. Why it. Why do you have me. to
0: do bigger things?
1: Um, because I'm working towards it. I But why do have... you
0: have to wait to do bigger things?
1: I'm not waiting. I am working towards it. I'm why doing... do you
0: have to work to do bigger things before having this conversation? What What do you mean? Well, <laughs> <laughs> because you're saying once, you're like once I reach oh, X, Y, oh, and see, Z, then we can have this. I'm conversation. just trying to
1: get the heat off me. Yeah, you <laughs> are. <laughs> Um, you're a talented host. Uh thank you. I'm not by the way. I when when it comes to uh interviewing people for True Story Tent, it's not long form. It's not like this at all. Like to me, this experience is totally new. Like I I don't feel like my experience interviewing people for True Story Tent uh translates much here. And I'm noticing that it's it's a different way of interviewing because mm. uh, the way I do it with True Story Tent is uh if if so if for you for those of you who are who haven't heard it it's basically people share their stories on stage so each storyteller is giving nine minutes nine minutes is a decent amount of time to create a whole story arc and it gives you a a, a somewhat satisfying conclusion but it's mm. not so much time that you get all the details of a story so there are lots of like little side journeys within these nine minutes and someone's story that you can explore further. Yeah. So, the way I would do it is I listen to their story and I listen very carefully many times. And wherever there is a gap in the story where I feel like you dive deep and yeah, I just stop right there, chop that clip up, and write a question just based on that one bit. So, when when i am asking questions i am very deliberate of the kind of information i am looking for mm. you know because, because it's based on their story I, it there's a there's a a reference that i'm referencing here yeah whilst this particularly today that we didn't even know what this is going to be and just just winging it um I feel like we got better as we went along, like earlier it was The beginning bit, was
0: good, I thought. I thought the whole thing I thought like you liked. I like the end. Of I it, wouldn't so. have known you didn't have a plan unless you told me. I felt like you 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 backed me up into all the right corners. You painted me into the corner. Oh, oh there's more. And then you got me Oh, there's more. <laughs> Dear God. Well, I don't know if you want to get into it. No, this I wanna enough. hear it. You just said there's more. No, and, how could I resist? It's like you just dangled the bait. I don't know. I don't know if I don't know
1: people who are listening to this. I, first of all, if you're listening this far into the interview, man, you're a solid fan of Lucas, like, or a solid fan of Noah. <laughs> I know, you know, man. I think if you are listening this far, they they want to hear what you have to say. You've expressed views online that are considered controversial. What views? Uh, on
0: that is all for part two of this series with Abdullah Mahawali and myself where Abdullah gets to ask the hard questions and he really grilled and pressed me on this episode but stay tuned for part 3 where it goes from bad to worse this is one of the questions that Abdullah asked me in this coming episode
1: if you had to choose between saying something about this matter and it meaning it will destroy everything you're doing and i'm not less so be it let's create really
0: i hope you've enjoyed part one and two and be watching for part three which is coming out tomorrow as always i'm lucas Grobot and remember if you own your story you will own the future